Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to be here with you and I have a very special guest for you today. Now for today, I seem to be on a path of introverts lately and today is no exception. My guest today is Hunter Nyland Welling. She is a marketing consultant for luxury brands and the founder of The Agent Chic and that is A-G-E-N capital S-H-E. Committed to cultivating both mental health and massive profit, she helps her clients scale without anxiety. In a past life, she was a professional organizer, and while she still ups- is still obsessed with all things the container store, these days she organizes beautiful marketing plans instead of closets. She's committed to helping you put down your phone, be yourself, and make more money. And I wanted to add to her bio that she uh, is also a cat mom, a plant mom, and a human mom. And I love that little piece. I just had to throw that back in there. So welcome, Hunter. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for adding the little bit of color in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, that that speaks a little bit to the introversion too. So yeah, absolutely. That in there. not that all cat moms are introverts, but <laughs> there's, there's a trend. <laughs> there's a trend of that, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey as to how, how you got to where you are today because you're in marketing and doing a very niche thing. So Yeah, absolutely. It's so nice to talk to you. So um, I actually founded my business five years ago. Um, after and had worked in marketing and copywriting for six years before that. So um, my whole career has kind of been on this marketing and copywriting arc. And I just love it because I love that I've had the privilege since the very beginning to work with women-owned businesses um, and be able to see how telling their story better and laying out their plans better can help these women make more money, which has a really tangible difference in their life. So I just love that. I love putting together the pieces. Um, and then like you said, when I um, graduated from college, I took a break to be a professional organizer because I just needed something to do that was like making um, something really tangible and beautiful with my hands. So that was working with clients in their homes, organizing them. I did that for a little bit, but no matter what I did, I could never stop uh, marketing. I just can't. <laughs> so it didn't matter. I would spend all day, you know, organizing somebody's closet and then come home and people would still be emailing me their marketing questions or asking me to write their new bio or their ads. And so um, I decided to go back to doing marketing full time and I've, I've been doing it ever since. So now my company is the agency and we do luxury marketing consulting for, for women who are trying to go really high touch high investment um, business. So a lot of service providers mm-hmm. who don't want to just copy formulas and they don't want to, um, you know, just, we all kind of know the sleazy icky marketing oh, yeah. that we see. <laughs> we're all inundated with it, whether we own a business or not, we're to see it. And so my clients are always looking for something better that feels good and feels high end to their clients. So that's what I do for work. And I did it. Um, you know, I decided to start my own business because um, I have a six year old daughter and she was born when I was still in college and I was busy and I was a single mom and I had 
so much on my plate and I just knew like it didn't make sense to me. I didn't want to go spend all day in an office working for somebody else and away from my kid. I wanted to be able to make a business Absolutely. that would support us um, and support us well, yeah. but I get to do it on my own terms. And so that's what inspired me to start my business. I love it. I love it. And one of the things you really like doing is, you know, get, having people not be in the anxiety, right? It's about yeah. growing a sustainable business without burning yourself out. And of course, I'm all about self-care and trying to recover the people out of burnout. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's something I'm intensely passionate about. And I would say because I've had to learn the lessons the hard way for myself. So I like to talk to people about it so that women can start taking care of themselves and making sure that their business isn't bringing them anxiety and isn't bringing them burnout before they get there. Yeah. A lot of times I see women don't stop to change, um, whether it's in their professional life or their personal life, the things that are burning them out until after it's already happened. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. You've done it for a while and you've just crashed, right? Yeah, exactly. And then after the crash, sometimes you have to make a change, right? Yes, but, absolutely. Um, it's so much better if you can pivot and, and change what you're doing before you hit the crash. Um, and for myself, I didn't listen. I didn't take any of my own advice that I would give now. And I just pushed really hard. And I thought, you know, like I'm busy and I'm building this business and I'm a single mom and I'm doing all these things. Like I just, this is just how life is. And I burned out intensely, um, which culminated in me developing a lot of chronic health problems um, that I'm still dealing with. And I really wish that I had just paid attention and taken a break yeah. because after I hit that health point where I had to stop and I had to change the way I was doing things, I realized that I didn't have to be going around the clock as much as I thought I did. <laughs> the world That's keeps so going. true. That's you so know? true. When you just ease up a bit and just let it flow as opposed to push all the time, yeah. it makes uh, a big, big difference. Yeah. And you're and way healthier for it. Absolutely. And now I'm so much healthier and I work, I, I was just talking with a friend of mine and just broke down the math and this year I'm working a fifth of the hours that I was working last year, but my revenue hasn't changed. And you know, like my lifestyle hasn't changed, but yeah. a fifth of the hours. And I, cause I had to get smart. I just had to get really smart and say like, what am I doing with my time? Mm -hmm. How can I make this sustainable? Cause physically I can't work. 60 hour weeks, 70 hour weeks anymore, you know? So no, no. And why would you want to? I mean, exactly. life is short, right? You, there's so much more. Mm -hmm. to do. And, um, yeah. As opposed to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, I, I, now I help women figure out where are they feeling the anxiety in their business, where um, I think a lot of times we can have self-doubt and imposter syndrome and feel mm -hmm. this pressure that just makes opening up your laptop to get to work, like feel yeah. anxiety inducing. And so breaking that cycle and figuring out what's at the bottom of that and just setting better boundaries around your business and your time and what kind of things you do and what kind of people you let into your life. Cause when you have those better boundaries, Oh, it's significant. Yeah. It makes yeah. just everything a healthier, more positive experience. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the means of marketing these days are can burn yourself out just on that alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Today's marketing world is just insane, sure. especially if you're in an online environment, right? You know, they, yeah. you know, the people out there will tell you, you need to be on every single platform and you got to do, you know, 95 posts a day and be live on this one and that one. And, mm -hmm. and when do you have time to actually do your business, like do some of the stuff necessary in your business, right? It's my pet peeve. Like, wow. <laughs> your listeners can't see me, but like my skin is crawling because yes, it's, 
it's everywhere and it's everybody telling you that you have to do these 17 marketing activities every day or you're going to flop and it's these pushy scary tactics and like I always remind my clients anybody who's telling you that is almost certainly selling you something related to that marketing strategy and so um and so there's just so much noise and there's so much pressure and there's so many shoulds that are put on us um that you have to do all this stuff or you're, or you're not working hard enough, you're not being successful. And the ironic thing is, is that a lot of the people telling you to do that, they're, what they're not talking about, the fact is that they have a team of seven people yes, doing that a happen lot of, for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, and they're not wanting to run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're not talking about the streamlined to-do list that they did when it was just them. And yeah. they're not talking about that part of it. And so uh, yeah, it just, <laughs> it can be so overwhelming. It's a, it's a culture that in so many ways is just rife for burnout and stress. Yeah. And the, a lot of those people are though, there's a small handful that are at the top of the industry mm-hmm. and making all the money and right. trying to sell all these same things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't translate all the way down sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I really, you know, my take on marketing after doing all that. And I've gone to school for marketing. I'm a CPA. I've done my business school. I've done all that stuff. But it still comes back to the old fashioned way of building a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you want to do a high ticket mm-hmm. you know, thing, cultivating oh, yeah. that relationship with a group of people, whether it be one or 50 or a hundred or a thousand, but having a real relationship with those people mm-hmm. and seeing you, your story, who you are, Yeah. uh, I mean, just, and we forget because we're so inundated with the course that you have to buy and the 17 things that you have to do and how you have to show up on, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all these things every day that we forget that at the end of the day, it's just about building that relationship and then like persuading that person that we can transform their lives in some way. Yeah. And yes, sure. Could you automate that through some complicated strategy? You could, but you could also just (laughs) <laughs> find people Show and have up. that conversation. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and there's so much stuff that I find, especially women are really intuitively good at about like having those conversations and talking about it, but you um, were used to kind of dismissing it of like, Oh, that's not real marketing. You know, I was just kind of chatting with somebody. That's, that's the, not real that's marketing. Go, though. Yeah. That's like the brilliant stuff yeah. that will really make you the sales. So exactly. I love, I don't know if you've ever followed Rich Litvin with the prosperous coach. No, I'm not familiar. No. And he speaks about that though too. He's in the high ticket coaching mm-hmm. and I think his, like his prime offer is a hundred thousand dollars to coach with him. Sure. And, you know, he works in that whole world, right? But it's, he, you know, he's not running a whole bunch of Facebook ads yeah. and, you know, marketing funnels. Well, he does have a little bit about it, but in a very different, simple way, right? Yeah. It's not all over your face sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you want to work with him, I mean, you got to go through an interview process. You have to meet him. You have to understand him. You have to, you know, there's yeah. going to be a whole piece that goes with it. Yeah. And he's not going to just take in any client either. Right. Oh, I love that. It's about interviewing to, he wants to know if he wants to work with you. (laughs) That's how I structure my own business. Um, You know, you have to apply to even be able to get on a a consult call with me um, to see if we want to work together because I want to make sure of that. And with a lot of my clients who, um, since I work with luxury service brands, that's how we structure their businesses too, is through like an application And, and vetting people and putting you back in control of who you want to work with. 
um, which creates a higher level experience for your clients too. Like they yeah. like people like that. People like feeling like they're being let into the exclusive community and like you're taking it seriously and looking into it. But it also gives you some control back to where you don't have to just work with every <laughs> every client who clicks on a Facebook ad, right? Like yeah. Control back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And even in my own business, I've been trying to, you know, as we talk about um, the marketing and, and higher scale and doing, and I'm, for me, it's, I'm, I'm altering mine too. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm narrowing down like in your, you know, I'm looking at your notes here too about niching down, right. To, yeah. and for me, I was, I want to please everybody. I want to do everything. I have like nine businesses mm-hmm. and now, you know, the last month I was, I was burning out. Right. I did it. Yeah. You know, I, I left my corporate world, which most of my audience knows earlier this year. And I wanted to do everything, right? Because the first time in my life, I, you know, because I was in that world for 32 years, I can do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I, I had the time for it, not just doing it on the side. But then I got down to, I knew I needed to niche, but I didn't want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But it naturally just sort of came down that, okay, this is where, like, I'm a believer in the path of least resistance too, right? You got to go where the doors are opening. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I had a whole website crash on me recently. I was like, okay, that's the universe telling me something. Mm-hmm. Time to make could, You know, if you're not going to take it out, I'll take it out for you, you know? <laughs> yes. It's so interesting. It's so interesting how, I don't know what your story around being resistant to it is, um, but I, it seems like a, a lot of people I talk to are really resistant to niching. Um, Absolutely. And, and there's so many different reasons why. You know, some you might feel really creative and free-spirited and want to just like, have all of your doors open. Right. And I know when I was niching, it was like, well, I'm saying no to these like revenue streams. Like if I niche down and I say no to all these things that are making me money, that just felt so scary. It's right? counterintuitive almost, it's, right? It's yeah. counterintuitive. And then as soon as I did it, of course, like now one of the shifts yeah. I've made in my business is I offer one thing <laughs> in yeah. one way. And like I said, I work a fifth of the time and make the same amount of money that I used to. So it's really interesting how much resistance there usually is around niching, but how powerful it is. Yes, absolutely. And that's something you do with your clients too, to try and narrow them down a bit. Yeah, absolutely. If we're constructing a marketing strategy, um, I always work with people on live consulting calls. So that's how we work together so we can brainstorm together. And if there's a lack of clarity around their niche, or if they say to me, well, I don't want to pick one because I want to work with everybody or, I, you know, I don't want to target a certain age bracket, you know, because what if somebody older wants to hire me, then we just have to stop everything and work through that because yeah, that's just mindset blocks that are just like limiting you and you just have to change it. But if that person wants to work with you, you can still market in, you know, that real small space. But if the 60 year old and you, you're marketing to 40 year olds, if the six year old wants to work with you and it makes sense, then they'll come in. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing I always remind people is like your clients are intelligent people. You can be talking to somebody who's not exactly them. And if they're in love with you, they're smart enough to know that even though the ad's not geared towards them, right. That you can still work with them. Yeah. They need that for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, like with my business called the agent, she, you know, obviously it's very female driven business and all of my messaging talks about women. And, you know, every year I get like three very corporate male (laughs) companies that just want to work with me because they like something about it. And it's hilarious. And every time I'm like, why, (laughs) why me? And they're like, we just like you. We like, we like what you're doing. And so nothing in my messaging is talking to them. 
but it doesn't mean they don't ever call. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I found when I was um, started doing what I was doing this year, my target was sort of like 35 to 50 sort of mm-hmm. a range, 55. Mm-hmm. But when I was actually putting it out there, I had a lot of uh, younger people. Oh, interesting. Younger than that. And so it's, it's very, very interesting. Even now, you know, as I'm getting, you know, I, my niche is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It's actually narrowing down. Yeah. And, you know, some of that came out of a podcast interview a couple of days ago that I did. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, you know, it's another little step forward on that where it's mm-hmm. going in a little bit different direction than what I anticipated when I actually built out my programs. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that makes even more sense then, right? Yeah. And I, love it. and I love how it's always evolving, right? It is totally. It's not just a one, you know, here, here's your square box and that's where you're going to stay. Right. It's, it's right. not like that. It's a constant evolution. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it has been that for, you know, I've done my coaching for about 12 years now. Right. And I started out as a health coach and nutritionist and it went to uh, money coach and then life coaching. And it's kind of coming around back around, which is a, a sort of a compilation of it all. Right. And yeah, it's um, the only piece I've never done is true business coaching and because it's a conflict of interest for me. So sure. um, with my designation, they don't allow it. So I can't do true business consulting mm-hmm. um, with that, but I've never been in that. I've, like, as much as I like business, it's just not who I am. I like, yeah. the, like well, the other pieces. Of the life. wellness is really, really important to me. And mm-hmm. um you know, staying out of the overwhelm and, and the anxiety and mental health and looking after yourself and finding the time for you, right? And building right. a life that in a business or wh- wherever you are in your life, um, whether it's a business or you're going to do something else to actually sustain a really healthy lifestyle that you choose yeah. and that you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's so critical. And well, if you're not taking care of those things, like none of the business pieces even matter, no, <laughs> you know, because no. if your wellness and your life are chaotic and falling apart, then it doesn't matter how your business is, you can't show up for it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I had actually a client actually just talked to me recently and she said, I wasn't in, anticipating you talking to me about all the other areas of my life, right? Right. So, well, yeah, but if you, if you want to do X, Y, Z and you're not supported in the background here, that's not, you know, you're on a really uphill battle then, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got to figure that out, right? Yeah, absolutely. But if you've got a whole support system down here for you, then it makes a big difference. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So I want to, can we talk about organizing for a minute? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Let's do it. I just wanted, because we're talking about anxiety and overwhelm and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it could even be in the business aspect of things because you probably, do you see it? I mean, you're marketing, you're niching down, right? Mm-hmm. And do you find the two come into play together when you're trying to, you know, because somebody who has a million things on the go, mm-hmm. you know, some of that comes down to letting go of all the other stuff, right? Letting go yeah. of the clutter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it be physical clutter or mental clutter or, you know, yeah, by programs you feel you need to deliver. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. Um, and like, so for me, organizing has always been just the most calming thing. Like whenever I feel anxious and whenever I feel overwhelmed, like I love to just like open up a yeah. cabinet and, you know, make that one cabinet <laughs> perfect because it's something you have control over and you can create a good result. Right. Um, 
but it's just calming and it simplifies. And when you organize things, you get rid of everything that's distracting and everything that's making things not functional and everything you don't love. And you're putting things back in order so that what you need and what you want to use and what you love is on display and front and center. And so like with your business, I find that if there's just a lot of clutter in your business, mm-hmm. whether like that means your systems aren't set up or your time is really cluttered up and you're just kind of letting your time go wherever people are demanding it, you know, and you're not vetting that well and organizing that well, or if there's clutter in your offers and, you know, you're offering tons of services and tons of packages, then all it does is create confusion and distract from what you actually want to happen. Yes. And there's a saying out there that says the confused mind says no. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I really struggled with this. You know, last year, this time last year, my business was in a totally different place and it was evolving closer to what it is now. But, you know, I was offering like nine different services. Why? I don't know. Because people were asking for them and I could and like a lot of them were fun. Um, But like, it was so much work to make any sale because people were just like, I just don't even know what to pick. Right. And now yeah. service. it's just one, it's one thing and it's crystal clear. There's no doubt. People know exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, and that's just true in so many areas of your life. Like whether it's business or personal, when there's too many options, it's just overwhelming. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm just totally. like, yeah. And so like, if there's too many toys in the room or too many clothes yeah. in the closet or whatever, it just creates all this unnecessary stress and anxiety and like tantrums that <laughs> neither one yeah. is dealing exactly. with. Exactly. Exactly. And it applies to your business too. So if you're hitting like friction and you're hitting overwhelm and you're hitting um, just always being exhausted and frazzled, you should really look at where can I get rid of clutter? What yeah. is that clutter in this business? Absolutely. And I've, I often do workshops on clearing the clutter and I've done it in my money courses. I've done it in my self care, you know, cause Mm -hmm. it it goes into all aspects of your life where you, you know, do that. And I've, I've also done it in my coaching where, you know, I do it in relationships too, you know, Mm, there are some relationships, maybe end some relationships, you know, how do you, you need to take a look at that. You can't just, you know, hide it in the background somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was thinking about, you know, our call and we're talking on, I know we we're talking a lot about like business boundaries you can set to, um, yeah. to reduce overwhelm and to, um, make yourself feel more comfortable and have better mental health in your business. But one of those for me is being really, really rigorous about who you let in your life and who you let yes. like know, know your stuff and know your business stuff. Um, not telling people who are really negative to you about, about it, you know, having firm boundaries around that. And then taking it farther, like boundaries around who you follow on social media and yes. who you let show you ads, you know, you can hit hide all ads from, from anybody while you're scrolling on Facebook. I don't get, I get ads from like three people now because yeah. <laughs> I blocked them all because I refuse to be sold to like we were talking about earlier. Anybody who's telling me that I'm a failure if I don't follow their strategy or that I have to do their exhausting course or I don't get their advertisements and you don't have to either. You can block it. You can, you can mute everybody on Instagram, you know, and maybe there's people that you don't want to unfollow, but you don't want to see it. You can mute them. Yeah. And mute rigorously. I see like seven people's stories. So <laughs> if you're on that list, I interact with you. Hi. <laughs> positive encouragement. Right. And otherwise I don't. It because I think that's just a boundary we all need to be better about setting 
Absolutely. And Facebook, I mean, it's a waste of time too. Yeah. And hours scrolling mm-hmm. on there and you're no further ahead, right? Right. Or you could be down a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, either way, it's not a good thing. feeling good about yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's all over. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it with our teenagers, but adults, it's no different, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much about that that tells you you're not good enough for yeah. whether it's your looks or your clothes or your anything, right? It's mm-hmm. the car you're driving, the business yes. you have, you know, all of those things. Yeah. And I know Facebook actually, because I do Facebook ads, they are very particular about trying to make sure that they do their best, you know, it's, and it's hard because it's so big right. about not having negative you know, the advertiser can't take it from a negative perspective. Right. Can't say, are you tired of being in debt? You have to say, would you like to have a better financial outcome? You know, <laughs> right. you have to put it in the positive light, right? Versus the negative all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But even so, it's just exhausting because it's just it a is. litany of, you know, things that you feel suddenly like you're lacking or you're less than or you're not keeping up. And um, yeah, we just need to be proactive about really curating what comes into our minds because otherwise we're just exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I was just doing a launch right now and I found that I didn't do Facebook ads this time and Mm -hmm. I didn't see a difference, you know, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm putting more effort into building bridges, you know, and doing it that way. I love that. And, you know, I could see at some point, you know, you need to advertise to a certain degree, but maybe it's a different way too, right? Sure. You know, there's, I mean, there's so many ways you can do that. And there's so many ways you can build it just through, through conversations and messages and, and there's, you know, yeah. having conversations like this, there's so many ways you can do it that aren't just an ad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I like the idea of collaborating with other people too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sharing your screen time with somebody else, then you know, like even me going on other podcasts and speaking right. in other groups and stuff like that, then it's, I, I find that a much healthier way to, then people get to know you, right? And you yeah, and if people like and trust and it's, you know, if they, if you've actually really got what they need, then they'll come see you. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels good. Like it feels good yeah. for you to do too, you know, and it yeah. helps you make connections with people who can be your support system and all of that is so healthy and good. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've never really enjoyed the idea of doing the, you know, nine email campaigns and stuff like that. And it just, that are all scripted and it just does not feel good to me at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Yeah. I'm, I'm like allergic to this and it's really hard because obviously I'm a copywriter. So a lot of my friends and, you know, colleagues are in that space, but you know, there's, for this last year, I've had to unsubscribe from several people's lists who I'm like personally friends with. Yeah. I don't want to just get 13 emails in three days. Yeah. Launch something, and there are better ways. There are better ways to do it. There are, and, it, and it's not that those formulas don't always work, but at what cost, and how do people think of you and your brand when it's over? And especially if you're trying to build a premium yes. brand that's built on like a high-end customer experience, you need people to feel just delighted at the end of it. You know, I mean, exactly. You know, they've made, made the right decision, and yeah. Yeah, Kate Spade's never going to send me 13 emails in four days. No, <laughs> it would, it would no. just be like totally counterintuitive and it would destroy my customer experience, right? And um, when, I, when I look at, like I spend probably about $10,000 a year on personal development courses, mm-hmm. all sorts of things, right? 
And when I look at the ones that I've actually spent money on, none of them are because of those emails. Yeah. None of them. It's because of a prior relationship. Or a referral from somebody, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing this direction. You need to work with this, per- you know, this is a great yeah. person to work with. Even yeah. my coach, you mm-hmm. know. She's local to me here, which yeah. I found her actually through Instagram, through somebody who doesn't even do social media mm-hmm. and put a comment about her coach. And it's like, okay, I'll check that out. And I don't know if I could afford that coach because, you know, it was a very high profile person. Right. And I looked at it, okay, she's like got human prices and, you know. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's like, I might be able to do this. And it was a really great experience. She over delivered and it was just very well yeah. done. Yeah, there's nothing better for your business than phenomenal referrals and creating an amazing customer experience. Like if you can do those two things, you just have something amazing. And we overcomplicated it, you know, and and in overcomplicating it, we often neglect to pay attention to either one of those things. I mean, I work with clients who come to me and they already have funnels and, you know, ads and all this stuff set up, but they haven't audited well, how is your customer experiencing your brand? And yeah. what are all those touch points? Or when was the last time you asked everybody to refer you to their friends? And you know, they won't be doing those things. It's really common to skip. But if you can just master those things, um, oh, so it'll key. change everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, I have a, a business that's not online. It's a, I own a, another company. And my whole business to this point has been based on referrals. I love it. And, you know, even if I put something out there on social media, you know, somebody will put a request in for something and say, I can do that. I can help you. And then mm-hmm. it's the people that say, oh yeah, the, you know, she does that and she's great. Right. And that's where, you know, it's not because I responded necessarily. It's because somebody else has said, I did it and it's awesome sort of thing. Right. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's amazing. That's the right way to do it. I mean, to this day, a hundred percent of my business is built on word of mouth. Yes. Or I do guest tra- I do do guest trainings for some people, like for their audience to, you know, teach them on a topic. Yeah. Um, and then get, you know, referrals off of that. But it's not from an email campaign afterwards exactly. or some freebie or anything like that. It's it's from word of mouth. Exactly. And, you know, here I am. <laughs> Five years later, it hasn't stopped working. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think that's a really great place to end our little conversation here. And we'll jump into the insight round in just a moment. But I wanted to ask you if you have any last words of advice you wanted to leave the audience before we jump into the insight round. Sure. Um, So what I would just say is to be really, if you want to scale your business and if you want to do it in a way that's not going to cause burnout, that's not going to cause overwhelm, then you just really need to um, decide that you're worth having really high quality boundaries. And whatever that looks like for you, whether it's, how often you check email or what your hours are or do you work at home or only, you know, when you go out to an office or a coffee shop, whatever your boundaries look like um, that you need to feel sane and supported and calm in your business, then put those in place and stick to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so often women don't because they think, well, I can't do that. My clients expect me yes. to email them this frequently, or I can't, you know, have that payment policy in place because it's not done or whatever. And I promise you that if you just put those policies in place, people will accept your policies as you accept. They and do. The one, and 99% of the time, they'll just say yes. Yeah, and that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. And the one person the time that they don't, then it's not somebody you want to be working with anyways. So yeah. um, there's just so much 
um, health and, um, and uh, just calmness that you can create for yourself right away just by deciding what do you need and then telling people that's the policy. So, yeah. 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 Otherwise people will, you know, the more you let people go over that boundary, the more they will. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. That's great. So let's learn a little bit more about you and sure. we're going to go into this insight round now. And my first question for you is what was one mindset that was holding you back in your life at any point? Yeah, um, that's an excellent question. I think one that has often held me back as somebody who's not just introverted, but very empathic and very sensitive mm -hmm. person has been like, if I see that somebody needs something, mm. or I can tell that they need something, then I have to respond to it or take care of it or do it and do it now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before. Reach to the choir here, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and really releasing that and just recognizing that seeing a need doesn't mean that I have to be the person to do something about that yeah. um, has been life-changing for my energy levels and my mental health, for sure. Absolutely. Got yeah. a little lesson in there myself, too. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't worry. I'm writing it down for right? <laughs> ah, and I do. You know, I, it's one of those things. I'm a nurturer by nature, and I just mm -hmm. want to help and support everybody. And But you can't always, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and you saw my bio, cat mom, plant mom, human mom, you know, I'm like a cancer to the core. <laughs> it's like a really I got to sometimes, but sometimes you just can't. So. Yeah. Is that your astrological sign? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So do you have one person in your life that has changed your life for the better? Oh, so many. It's so, so many, hard to yeah. choose one. Yeah, it's so many. Um, I think this year, the one that jumps to mind is... Um, uh, is Lacey Phillips, and I don't know okay. if you're familiar with her. I'm not, no. Yeah, she's a manifestation teacher and um, the founder of To Be Magnetic, and I just have learned so much from her and so much um, about really intense self-care and really uh, elevating your self-worth, so I'm really grateful for coming across her this year. That is awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. and do you have a piece of advice, best advice you've ever received? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the piece that has lodged into my brain this year as I've been reshaping my business and my life is um, somebody on Instagram actually one day just said, you know, worrying has never made you a single dollar. Oh, yeah. And it has not made anything better. And that just like hit me in the core. Because <laughs> when you're doing something new, um, it's really easy to get caught up in like, worry and self-doubt and like, oh yeah, that's right. And just thinking about that, I just had to put that on post on my mirror, like worrying has not made me money. So I'm not going to give it any of my time. I think Absolutely. That's very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you have any anxiety or that's just, so you're prone to, that's your nature. Right. It's really easy to worry about everything. You know, everything everything oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely like everything right <laughs> yeah i mean that's me to the core and that's why that's why i help women with like creating businesses that don't make them anxious it's because i am an anxious person so yeah. I, I empathize with it to the core and i've had to do that for myself um so yeah if there's a thing to worry about it i will often <laughs> latch on and i've just had to be like no it's not helpful yeah and it is a conscience thing 
because like even myself today, this morning, my car was, my my new car was hit for the third time in like 18 months. Oh my god! I wasn't even in it this time. Like none of them are my fault, but I wasn't even in it this time. I was at the chiropractor and somebody comes and says, does somebody drive a brown Kia Soul? I was like, oh, that's me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. A while ago and I got all scratched up. So I had to take it in. But even today they gave me this really beautiful brand new car. Mm-hmm. Like courtesy car and it's like oh my god what if I scratch what you know like instant worry right panicking and anxiety oh coming. yeah but you have insurance Maria <laughs> you are <laughs> oh yeah it's taking care of all the other problems yeah exactly just chill you know park the car somewhere safe and you know <laughs> oh man it's so true though like and, and you know it's so easy to feel like well but if I don't worry that I'm not really being proactive and I'm not yeah, being there's no, right? no one to together at all. Nothing to do with it. They don't correlate. You know? And for me, yeah. it's like, okay, just say a few prayers and just, you know, ask the universe and God to let, you know, make sure the car is good. Yeah. I'll carry on Maria, you know, there you go. <laughs> let it go. And you know what, if, even if it's not good, you're it's okay. totally capable of handling it. Yeah, totally. Totally. As long as my physical self is okay, not injured at any point, you know, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so we're back to self-care again. Now, do you have something that you practice regularly for your own self-care? Yeah, um, I would say at this point I have a lot that I'm pretty rigorous about, but the most important for me is every morning I spend several, pa- I fill several pages with free writing. Um, so just getting everything out of my brain. I don't make it legible. I don't worry about it being like something I can refer back to. I just empty out until there's nothing else to empty out. Um, And for me, that is just, as somebody who is prone to anxiety and is prone to overthinking things, starting the day with none of that in my brain is just the best self-care. And when I skip it, I always feel it. So (laughs) it's a really, you know, important ritual. That's from the artist's way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I have actually, I'm I'm not, um, I've never studied the artist's way or read it. I know the morning page concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's from the artist's way. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so do you have a favorite quote you'd love to share with us? Mm. Um, no, I don't, I'm trying to think, I wish I had just like one that was a gem. I feel like my brain is filled with hundreds of post-it notes and little snippets of quotes. Um, yeah, but not just one is coming to mind right now. That's fine. That's yeah, I'm, I'm just a treasure trove of all sorts of little scraps. I don't want to pick one. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We don't have to put one in. Yeah. Awesome. And last, we have two more questions. So what are you most passionate about? And it doesn't have to be your business. Mm, yeah. But your cats, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> my cats are pretty great. I think if I mentioned my cat and not my kid, that she might take an yeah. issue with it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think honestly, the thing that I am most passionate about is helping women feel fully capable of making the kind of lifestyle they want without feeling like they have to be tired or overworked or busy all the time. Yeah. Um, and I really am because that's the world I want my daughter to grow up in. It's the world yeah. I want to live in. It's what I want to be normal. So when I think about like the one thing, yeah, that's what I'm most passionate about. Perfect. I love it. And last but not least, can you share with the audience where everyone can find you? Yeah. So you can find me um, on Instagram at the agency and that's the only social media I hang out on because like you're we just talking that. about, <laughs> I don't do all of the other stuff So you can hang out. I love, I'm always messaging people. I love to have one-on-one conversations with people there. 
And you can also find me at theagency.com. If you go to theagency.com slash letters, I send out a once a week um, letter on Tuesdays. That's just ideas for how you can have more time, more rest in your business, more self-care in your business. Um, just really personal little notes. So perfect. I would love for you to subscribe to this. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And I'd like to thank all the listeners for listening in today. And I'd like to thank Hunter for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to get to talk to you. Great. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com. 